the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at The Bar. Hello and welcome back to The Bar. My name is Melanie Gard and I am with my lovely friend Jane Gretsch and we are going to share our thoughts with you today on our choreography competitions. It's something that um, I have been involved with for quite a number of years, but it's been something that's a newer thing for you, Jane. Um, but before we deep dive in, how are you today? Very well, thank you, Miss Mel. It's hot here in Adelaide and it's hot there in Melbourne. Um, good old February heat wave. So. Yes, yes, yes. So I was telling you earlier, I've had to move around some of my classes this evening this evening at the last minute but uh looking yeah. forward to bribing kids with icy poles icy poles <laughs> <Poor work. laughs> yep yep that's it and that's the thing and you know maybe uh we can chat another day because uh weather is so impactful on the content in the studio windy days you yeah. know we, we don't have snow days obviously but these really hot weather days. Um, my kids are fantastic. Like they still come. You know, you kind of expect attendance to be down, but they all yeah. they'll all be there tonight. But obviously, we need to to change the way we teach them. So um, yeah. I'm looking forward tonight. Yeah, we're doing some floor bar and having some icy poles. But first, as you mentioned, we're talking about choreography competitions and. Uh, this is the only competition that I enter my students into. I'm not a comp school and uh, I completely stole the idea off you in 2017 and was lucky enough to have you adjudicate our very first Corrie comp, uh, as they're often known. And yeah, it's been, it's been really exciting and we're just planning our third one now and they're getting bigger and better each year. But tell um, me, well, I know this story, but tell mm -hmm. anybody who's listening I guess the the history of your school's choreography comp because it's a yeah. great one. Yeah, yeah. So I took over um, from the original founder of the school in 2006, but prior to that, the school had been in existence since 1961. Um, and the former uh, director, she started a choreography competition in the very late 60s, I think it was around 1969, um, but our perpetual trophies that we've got on hand now date back to the early 70s. Some of them are older than me, Miss Jane, would you believe? <laughs> goodness, goodness. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so it's a tradition that she had this choreography competition every year and it initially was very much about, she was very much a ballet school, so it was about mm -hmm. the kids making up their own little ballet dances. And the competition ran and ran and ran for many years. When I took over the school, it was, we probably had about 90 students 
And the choreography competition was still a really popular event, but at the time I felt that I could really invigorate it and grow it and, and get it back to kind of what it had been, I guess, in its heyday. Um, yeah. Done lots of things to, to build it over the years. It's now uh, runs from like nine in the morning till about five in the afternoon. We have, I think last year we had over 100 entries, which for a school of, you know, for a school of just yeah. over 400 students is, is quite significant. So I yeah. like we don't run competitions. Our kids don't enter other competitions. We focus on performance opportunities where we can. But this is actually, it's our favourite day of the year. We just love it. And there's so many reasons why I love it that I won't keep ranting on. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you ask some <laughs> questions, Jane, and I'll, I'll pack through it that way. Yeah, well, I mean, we we basically modelled here at my centre, my studio, we basically modelled our comp off yours and so we have students um, entering their own choreography using any dancers, doesn't have to be in their level. Um, I guess, you know, there is an opportunity for it to be a little bit of a revenue raiser but that's certainly not why we started it. Um, so I guess... What benefits do you see of running the comp, you know, within your studio? What's this opportunity giving the participants that they wouldn't have access to otherwise? Yeah, yeah, great question because that's actually one of the, um, I guess, gets right down to the why I love it so much. Yeah. It gives the kids an opportunity to express themselves in a different way. So often mm. we're working towards performances. Obviously the choreography is set by the teacher. There might be some collaboration, particularly in contemporary style, but generally speaking, the kids come in, they learn the dance, it's rehearsed, you polish it, and you pop it on stage. Um, mm. In this aspect, the kids are actually being asked to choose their own music, think about um, how, what style of dance they want to do and express themselves in a different way. And what I've seen over the years is that there are some kids that maybe aren't great performers or confident mm. performers. Um, perhaps they're not exam kids because, you know, exams is another big part of our studio. Um, but I've had kids that have struggled on those fronts and then it gets to the Corrie comp and out they come and they just pull out the most yeah. incredible pieces of work that are thoughtful and creative and interesting um, and they have all these ideas that just you know, blow your mind in terms of what they come up with. So I guess that's what I've observed in my time with it is that it gives those kids that might not be your traditional uh, dance student kids that perform well in exams, etc., but come to this kind of opportunity are really creative souls and, and get, you know, so much benefit out of having that opportunity. Um, mm. So I've really taken great joy in that, seeing some kids shine on this day yeah. that wouldn't necessarily be your high achievers in other areas. So if people are yeah, perfect. doing something like yeah. this, I really encourage it. And that's what drew me to it. Um, our philosophies are very similar. There are a few differences, but, but basically if we really stripped away, um, mm. we're both here to build um, confident young humans. Yeah. And so I, I've... I'm the same. I've got a cohort of dancers 
who are not as technically skilled as others, but often it's within that cohort. There is some real quiet achievers. And so this platform gives an opportunity for them to shine, like you said. Now, that's only going to be a good thing because otherwise, and, you know, I go to lots of dance performances and you, by the end of the evening, you kind of know which kids are the, in inverted commas, the stars. And that's, I'm not having a go and I'm not being negative. It's just how it is. They're the kids that are enrolled in every class. So you see them over and over again. They're really, really strong performers. And as a, a dance teacher, you can't help but notice them. You know, you can't help but notice them. But this platform gives kids that don't fall into that category somewhere to be that effectively, you know, to be the person that is receiving um, positive feedback, not just from their mum, you know, not yeah. going to the stage door and mum going, oh, Louise, you were fantastic, mm-hmm. but from their peers, you know, I really, and that's what I found is that I was interested in listening to the feedback between groups, you know, they, they would often watch each other's dances and say, oh, I really liked that, and then say why. So there yeah. was this kind of um, peer feedback for this student that perhaps they'd never received before in class. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think you can measure that impact. I think yeah. it is unmeasurable, the impact that, that this kind of thing, this opportunity could give one of those kids. Yeah. And how often have you heard a parent come in and say, oh, my goodness, little Susie, when she's at home, she just constantly makes up her own dances. And we hear that, don't we? And I I mean, I remember doing that as a kid too. Like that's all I did Mm. when I was at home. I, you know, record my, um, you know, favourite songs off the top 40 and (laughs) on my deck <laughs> have my tape and make up my dances and you know I just loved the freeness of that not feeling like I had to conform to you know the steps that I was being given mm. I could actually create my own steps um yeah yeah it's it's just such a, a, a gift that we can give those kids and and gives them a chance to develop confidence in another way for sure. I've got um, another question kind of linking on from that because obviously um, a lot of our dancers, particularly the younger ones, do spend time making up dances at home and then often we'll quite, you know, bring them into the studio and show you and they're nice but they're fair, kind of what I refer to as free form mm-hmm. <laughs> slash improvisation. <laughs> yes. You know, Possibly slightly different version each time it's performed, and that's fantastic. I think there's absolutely a place for that. Yeah. But choreography is there is a little bit of science slash art to it. I feel like it, it goes in both boxes. Um, so, do you provide any tools or strategies to help guide perhaps a student that's entering for the first time? What? How does that work in your school? Yeah. So a couple of things that we've done over the last few years. So when you know, as I reflected earlier. Um, when I first took over the school, the competition was, you know, probably just, it just needed reinvigorating. Yeah. Um, and one of the biggest blockers that I found when I was talking to the parents, often the parents, because we're not a competition school, um, mm. 
So there would often be a little bit of fear with the parents. I don't know how to help my child. I don't know, you know, how do I do the music? How do I do X, Y, and Z? So we set up um, sort of a range of things to help that process and, and remove some of those barriers. One was clear instructions on how to cut music. Now I have to say... In this day and age, most of the kids can now do it themselves because yeah. they have access to the technology. So that barrier is sort of a bit more removed. Um, but, yeah, it is that stuff around how do I actually go about doing this. So we will often run a workshop during the school holidays. So the school holidays mm-hmm. prior to – so our competition usually runs at the end of May, start of June. Um, yep. So in the Easter school holidays, we'll run a workshop morning. and. Yep. There, there I will give the students some guidance. So we'll actually talk about some choreography theory. So we'll talk about, yeah. um, you know, that whole concept of like listening to a song or a piece of music and trying to pull apart the different parts of the music. So, you know, the, the yeah. structure of music it might be A, B, A, B, A, B, B, C, A, you know, like sort of yeah. like helping yeah. them understand how the music's structured and then mm. how they might actually create work around the music um mm. there's a couple of tools that i can um share with you and and put in the show notes as well um there's some great resources online but we will talk with the kids about all different types of choreography um strategies things like canons and reversing and mm. um, you know all of those tools that are theoretical tools and do some games and, and give them some ideas. Yeah. We'll do that in a practical workshop. Um, we also, um, I share that information with my teachers in the lead-up. So, and we actually then um, make it part of our class plans in the lead-up to the choreography competition that there is time spent in every class on choreography. So the teacher will then guide the students through whether that's improvisation, exercise or whatever it might be. So we're trying to kind of filter that throughout the school to give the kids some encouragement. Um, And then we've also, the other thing that we've done, because the other barrier is often, you know, it's hard to make up a dance in your lounge room if your lounge room is a few metres by a few metres. And so... I would often observe the kids go out on stage and they would dance just <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> and then the yeah. it would be like, try and use the space more and move around. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then what we also do is we offer the studio so the students can book the studio so we have a yeah. staff member here and they can come and book a time to come and practice their dance. So yeah. there's a couple of the things that we've done to try and remove the barriers, help the parents feel more confident with trusting that the process is going to be okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, just some tools and strategies. I've got a blog post. I can share that as well. Mm. Mm. Um, Yeah, and that's definitely helped. Definitely helped. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I, well, like everything, I guess, when we first start, you know, we're not very good. And I'd hate to look back at some of my first choreography (laughs) that I put on stage and oh I know I can feel it get easier each year I can it's still work for me it doesn't come particularly naturally um ballet more so than any other genre uh, Mm because I feel like that might be just running through my blood but um yeah it does feel like work but the more like anything the more you do it the more you understand it the more you see the behind behind the piece and so mm. as you were talking then and I was I was nodding along and some of 
some of those strategies we've adopted too. But I, I'm wondering whether kids are not seeing as much dance as perhaps they could be, which is funny because we've probably got more access to it now than ever. Um, and I know when I was teaching Year 11 and 12 dance, and this is like 10 years ago, I used to pick out some pieces that I thought really showed some of the, the choreography in a very good way, you know, in a very clever way. And I could point out, it's quite obvious, Balanchine's one, where such clever use of cannons and lines and transitions and heights and, um, yeah, whether maybe that would be a useful thing too. I certainly feel like kids aren't seeing enough live performance and I get that time and money, I get. But there's so much on YouTube we could be showing them as well. Yeah, I, and I feel like the stuff, well, particularly the stuff that floats around YouTube and then gets, you know, shared mm. and whatnot, <laughs> cookie cutter, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I look at it and I go, oh, it feels boring. Same, yeah. same, same, you know, the same, yeah. Whereas, and I think going back before we had access to all of that, you know, we really had to be creative, didn't we? We had to really either go to live theatre and experience that and then go back and create without, um, you know, just then standing in front of your computer and copying what you see yeah. on YouTube. That's so valid. That is, you know what, yes, I hadn't given that much consideration but it's mm -hmm. funny because um, a couple of hours ago I was working on my computer and, um, look, I hadn't had breakfast so I was getting a little bit vague. I was actually, you know, when you're wandering around your computer and you're like, what? What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? And that's when I was like, Jane, you need to eat food. How did I get here? Mm -hmm. And what am I doing? And so what I was doing was I was watching this piece of kids on World of Dance and I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a bit that. I was like, yeah, yeah, pretty sure I've seen that before or some version of that. Yeah. Whereas there are some, um, and again, this is going to kind of show the era of me, um, but there are some choreographers that just really push the boundaries and, and really explore things in a way that hadn't been at that mm -hmm. time. And so the choreographers and I'm thinking of uh, Meryl Tankard mm -hmm. and Gary Stewart and Pina Bausch um, who pushed things really, really far and obviously she... Um, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm, I find I'm often talking about dancers, you know, really real dancers, not just mm. Insta dancers in my classes, but maybe I need to start talking about choreographers yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah a little bit more. Yeah. And the other thing we love to do here as well is, you know, where we can get guest teachers down and, and some mm -hmm. of those teachers are beautiful, brilliant choreographers and it's, it's so great for the kids to experience, you know, as much as we can impart our knowledge and yeah. I don't know about you, Jane, but my kids sometimes I feel like, oh, they're just looking at me like, oh, here she goes again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's nice to mix it up and for them to have exposure where you can definitely. to ways of creating movement because it just feels different, doesn't it, when you work mm. with someone new and moving your body in different ways and exploring that movement is really, really important. That's right. And also about possibly 
um, you know, you're saying then about your kids kind of, oh, here she goes again. Sometimes mm. we develop just a safety style yeah. and you can kind of, your kids almost do the step before you do. It's like they can anticipate it. And that's when you know it's probably time to, to bring something new in. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh. It's hard, isn't it? Like it's hard to yeah. keep coming up with um, the newness, especially when you're talking about, you know, com more commercial styles of dance. It's, it's yeah. difficult. If you're not doing classes yourself, if you're not um, immersing yourself in that world, it is really hard to, mm. to kind of keep it fresh and interesting. And But that's yeah. a conversation to have with the kids too, isn't it, about... yeah the movement exploration I, I, I found our kids the more that we've introduced contemporary practice mm. within our school um i've got a couple of really brilliant contemporary teachers that are very um driven by exploring movement through improvisation and work yes. with in really clever ways um which is not something i i will openly say that's not my skill set i didn't sort mm. of grow up doing that kind of work um, and I greatly admire what they do and the way that they can collaborate with the kids and I'm yes. finding that our kids that are sort of involved in that genre particularly are really, really developing some incredible skills on that front. So I'd encourage people mm -hmm. to think about that as well. Mm. Yeah, and I think creativity, we know that creativity is a strength and we know that creative people you know there's so many problems to solve when you're making dance aren't there mm -hmm. like at the moment I'm reworking dances for the fringe which is an international arts festival here and yeah. um we've got some really big restrictions and they've turned out to be fantastic so and I said to my husband just two days ago I came home with a massive headache and I spent three hours saying to the kids this hurts my head this hurts my head stop talking I can't think I'm trying to I'm trying to problem solve because mm. originally when we signed up we kind of thought yeah we'll pick up some of our pieces that we did last year and we'll restage them little did we know that the stage is very small much like mm. Yeah. A fifth of the size that we're used to. Oh. And it's in the round. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in a tent. So fantastic. And mm. our cast is slightly different. So we're dealing with some kids that were in it, some kids that weren't, you know, all of the kind of challenges. But it's created some really unusual pathways and changes. Mm. And it, it's wonderful. And so to be able to think in that, you know, really creative way yes sometimes it hurts your brain mm. but I've enjoyed yeah I've enjoyed it I've enjoyed the challenge rather than just you know okay here we go again same same but mm -hmm. different type of thing yeah um yeah and, and I think the benefit of going out into those spaces in the community because they're not always the perfect stage are they and no hardly ever really yeah experience and have to adapt absolutely I love it. Yeah. So what um, what do your kids win? How many winners are there and things yeah. like that? Um, so we do, so our sections are all by a genre and then mm -hmm. we sort of look at who's entered and I break up the age groups um, yeah. 
according to the entries. So, but generally we sort of have like a junior group and intermediate and senior group. Yeah. Um, we find our intermediate group is the biggest group. You know, the juniors were sort of just trying to encourage to come through. Yeah. By the intermediates, they're into it. They're doing like five dances and, you know, the mums are like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. What have we done? Um, and then the seniors, I sort of have to pull my um, senior, drag them back into it and encourage them. <laughs> they're very happy they did it, but they take a bit more conjoling. Um, yeah. What was the question? I forgot what you were saying. What do they win? Oh, like, so, um, so, yeah, is there? Hmm. Um, so we have first, second and third in each section and honourable mentions. Um, and then what we have, so the trophies I referenced earlier, these perpetual mm. trophies. So we have... Um, junior, intermediate and senior trophies in, uh, so one's for stage, one's ballet, one's choreography and something else, I can't remember. Yeah. But they're just historical things. So obviously originally mm. it was a ballet competition, so we have mm. the three overall ballet trophies. Then we have um, the overall stage trophies, which the stage is really about that stage presence and performance yeah. And, you know, sort of awards those kids that really stand out. Um, yep. And then the choreography trophies are very much about um, those outstanding pieces of work of choreography. So, you nice. know, kids might not be the best dancers out there, but their yeah. piece really stands out for that. So those yeah. trophies then, so the adjudicator will then uh, throughout the day make notes of people that are really kind of standing out to them and then it's really the we always say to whoever we have that it is completely up to them in terms of what they mm. think is a valid award on the day so yeah um and then i often do things like our, our local dancewear shop capizio will provide us with some goodies um mm -hmm. Uh, you know, gift vouchers. Sometimes I'll have, you know, a couple of uniform items like our jackets that I'll pop in the mix as well. And then the adjudicator yeah. can just award little spot prizes or encouragement awards. Um, so we usually have a big swag of stuff there and everyone sort of walks away with, you know, at least a certificate yeah. ribbon or yeah. something on the day. And, um, and we do, you know, I use the day very much as an opportunity. I, I do love me a microphone, Jane. Um, I didn't notice. No, <laughs> no. So when I get that microphone in the hand, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> My husband cries <laughs> at me like, yeah, it's time to get off now. It's not <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. So, um, but it is a good day where, because sometimes, uh, you know, we've got to allow the time for the adjudicator to write. So I will go out and have a chat to the parents. Yeah. But we'll talk about the history of the competition. Um, we might be talking about other things that are happening in the school. So it is a really nice way of, you know, you've got a captive audience there. You can <laughs> talk about whatever you want. Yeah, well, it's, and it's community building, isn't it? I mean, it's a bit more relaxed than... Yeah. And it's, than and it's also those community. messages about, you know, we are here today to lift each other up, encourage Love everybody. Them. So we kind of, you know, you get your nip in the bud any potential, mm. you know, you know, stuff that might happen when people get their noses out of joint about yeah. something. But if you're constantly reminding them that about why we're here, what we're doing, you know, I'll tell them stories about what's happened backstage and yes. the beautiful kids that have supported. Yeah, yes. sometimes a little kid doesn't want to go on and then yeah. the other dancer will go, come on, I'll come out with you and at least we'll go mm. out together and do something. And, you know, people yes. it's just, it's all the feel-good stuff. So... 
I love it. The other thing mm. before we finish up that I'll just mention that we've done too, because, you know, the costs add up by the time you get the medals mm. and the trophies done and, um, you know, pay the staff for the day and hire the hall and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And we try and keep the entry costs low. So we charge about $5 at the door and then people yeah. come and go all day as they please. So it's not you yeah. know, a huge expense. Um, the other thing that we've done is we've offered an opportunity for our petite dancers, which is the name of our preschool program, to come in at different points during the day. So we'll have, say, an 11 o'clock time slot We'll teach our petite dancers three different little songs and they'll be easy, you know, by the Emma Ballerina from the Wiggles and, you know, or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. We'll choose three songs. Every, we do those in class every week. Then those little dancers can come in and come up on the stage and we sort of promote it as, you know, their first stage experience and we get yeah. a little rose at the end of it and the parents mm -hmm. will bring their video cameras and think it's wonderful. What it actually does is it gives us break times for the dancers mm -hmm. But it also then brings in those young preschool parents. They see they'll stay then to watch some of the older kids dance. It builds community. Um, it increases the ticket sales at the door, so that you're then yeah. covering your costs. Um, so that's just another little thing that I added along the way that works really yeah. well as well. The parents, yeah, I like. That. Yeah, and I mean, look. That's the market to tap into. And it's not about exploiting the market, it's about covering your cost because yeah. for too many years, too many dance studio owners are running things like this for, yeah. for the love of it. And, um, you know, ours isn't making huge amounts of money, but at least we're covering our costs. Well, and so as long as you can pay your staff and. Exactly. And yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Novelty. <laughs> yes. No, what a good idea. Yes. What a good idea. Good idea. All right, Miss Mel. Well, that's been really great, and I'm I'm sure that's got you know you've packed in a huge amount of ideas there, and we had a little side discussion as we as we tend to do Absolutely. on um, the value of choreography as well. And um, yeah, look, thank you yeah. for sharing it with me originally. It's, I hope it's helpful for people, and I hopefully yeah. it's, um, inspires. If you're not running a choreography competition, um, certainly reach out to myself or Jane. I'm yeah happy to share um, our experiences and you know it's something I'm really passionate about so go for yeah. do it highly love recommend. it yeah. all right Miss Mel we'll chat to you next time yeah sounds good see you then thanks for listening to at the bar with Jane and Mel we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast we would love for you to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts let us know what you think, what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along. You can reach out to us both via the Dance Studio Success with Jane Gretsch Facebook page. Send us an inbox. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 